Hi, I am your host, Ivy Lassiter, and I am so glad you are listening to this episode on the Four Parents Podcast, featuring three very special sisters. So pop in your earbuds and multitask while we talk about all the parenting stuff. Lessons learned, funny stories, and practical wisdom from normal people who have been there. So about a year ago, my husband and I were brainstorming about different people I could ask to be on the podcast. And he said, hey, it would be really interesting to talk with the Rosenthal sisters about their experience growing up. I stopped in my tracks, looked at him and said, yes, great idea. So I texted Sabrina, the middle sister, and fast forward to almost a year later, we finally found some time to record this thing. So it's just hard to sync up their schedules. I mean, they're they're busy women. Um, Adelina, Sabrina, and Monica are now married. They have their own children. They work outside of their homes. They are amazing people. And just a little history, Sabrina and I go way back. Like, we went to elementary school, junior high, and high school together. We played on the same soccer and softball teams until we realized, you know, we just didn't like it. And we also weren't really contributing to our teams. <laughs> we have been at each other's wedding showers, weddings, baby showers, and children's birthday parties. Our boys are very close in age, and it's a sweet gift. I just tell you all that to say that I've spent quite a bit of time around Sabrina and her family. The sisters are resourceful. They're hardworking, delightful, engaging. They're the kind of people that always make you feel welcomed and included. And I think so much of who they are is because their parents are Jack and Grace, two incredible people who have lived their entire lives deaf. In this conversation, the sisters share what it is like having parents who cannot hear. Let's get started. Okay, so I want y'all to tell me about your parents and what what happened at the start of their life. Dad was born with his hearing, um, and when he was eight months old, he had meningitis, Mm -hmm. and it was kind of touch and go there for a while. There was, you know, a chance that he could die or lose his sight or lose his hearing, Uh and ultimately... Um, He lost his hearing. He can still hear really low tones, but... Like the Beatles, right? Yes. He can hear the Beatles. (laughs) He can hear the Beatles. He can hear drums. Most rock and roll. Yes. Um, He likes to listen to classic rock because he can hear it really well. And then our mom was born deaf. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't really know exactly why. Possibly our grandma was sick whenever she was pregnant with our mom. And um, they gave her an antibiotic of some sort. And that may have caused her um, her deafness. But they are not sure. Okay. Um, But she's the oldest of four. And our grandparents did not know she was deaf until she was two years old. Whoa. So. Because now they do the hearing test like. In the, in, the in the hospital, right? Right. They did not know until she was not two. until she was two, and um, a friend, a family friend, is the one that noticed it that she wasn't. They reacting were having, to noises. They were having dinner with some friends who had a child about our mom's same age, and our mom didn't react to any noises, wow. loud noises, and their child did. That was what prompted them to get testing yeah. done and everything. So, so yeah. she cannot hear at all. No, at all. Those, no. Right. She can't hear anything. Deaf as a post is what they say. Okay. And their journey growing up is very different too. So back then in the 50s, deaf was looked at as a negative, not mm-hmm. necessarily just a different way of living, a different yeah. way of just being. And so for my mom's side of the family, they really wanted to be 
um, focus on her being immersed into the hearing hearing world, right? And okay. so she was, um, she didn't speak English until she was about 10 or 11. No, she was 13. 13. She, she spoke Spanish. Spanish, yes. Right. Spanish, and she learned Spanish and sign language, English and sign language at the same time. But she... Um, so she didn't learn sign language until... She was 13. 13. 13. I would like to add, she was also the valedictorian after that. So oh. that's pretty cool. <laughs> no way. Texas School for the Deaf. Texas School for the Deaf, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so her, her parents um, just really did a focus on her being immersed just, just like any of us, right? Yeah. And so speaking was important, um, oral speech, learning the different sounds with her nose and her throat and holding different patterns to just be able to speak well, which is why when you're around my mom, she speaks a lot more than my dad. She does. Because yeah. she, she really um, didn't learn sign language until she was 13. So, but my dad on the opposite hand, because they recognized right away, cause there was some, you know, a sickness that prompted, you know, result, the test results to see what, what came from spinal meningitis Yeah. for, for my grandparents up in the North, they put my, dad in a deaf school, all deaf school when he was, I think two, three years old, three, three. Mm-hmm. three. And so he was, so he learned sign language as a, as a little child. So different upbringings and then did not learn speaking as much as like my mom did. Right. So that's why my dad's a lot more quiet. Right. And, and uh, my mom is not. Well, and interestingly enough, even though they had the different upbringings, the things that our grandparents did share on both sides is that it was in that time in the fifties, it was strongly discouraged for parents to learn how to sign. So n- none of our grandparents had a solid base of American Sign Language whatsoever. They had home signs and they had little things that they would do, but they never learned. And the doctors really encouraged. The thinking was if a child signs, then they will just kind of use it as a crutch and they won't they won't flourish in the hearing world. Okay. And so none of our grandparents really knew that sign language. Um, How did they communicate with their kids? <laughs> there was a little bit of uh, home signs that they would yeah. create. And um, they did know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're signing it for the listener. Um, we're signing it, which is not an actual, like what they were doing was not the actual sign for bathroom. But that was, they all knew what it was. And so, um, they really just focused on lip reading. I mean, they really wanted, they really wanted the youth. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's because Mm -hmm. they really wanted, doctors really thought that if they didn't know how to lip read, how are they ever going to get a job? You know, Uh X, Y, as you can imagine, all the things that follow. Yeah. Thankfully now in today's world, that's no longer the case. We of course encourage sign language, but that wasn't always the case. Right. Okay. So let's jump ahead. Y'all are children. And both of your parents are deaf. What can you like cite things early on that you're like, oh wait, this this is unique. First off, we're what's called codas. Okay. Children Ten. of deaf adults. Whoa, okay. Yeah, so it's it's a thing. We have our own acronym. That's nice. <laughs> That's a big deal. Yeah. And so I think that in itself is its own culture on top of the deaf community. I think okay. that being a child of deaf adults, um, you just have a different different way of living that you don't think is different until you're a little older. So exactly. To, to question, yeah. Kind of what shifted. And if you think about like our lives and our parents and our friendships and all that, it was all deaf adults. Like every one of our family functions with friends was around children and the parents were all deaf. Yes. And a lot of times the children were deaf too. So we played with hearing kids and we played with deaf kids. We had friends that had, you know, we've got one in particular. I'm thinking of two deaf children, two hearing children, both deaf parents. And so, can it be a genetic thing? Is that yes. okay? Yes. Okay, yes. yes, absolutely. And so, in our case, because our dad was born hearing, and our mom is the only one in her whole family, the chances 
the us being deaf was low. And then okay. I think even too, as we were all pregnant with our own children, it all crossed our minds when they take yeah. the hearing mm-hmm. tests in the hospital. Oh, yeah. You know, is our, is our child okay? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just a different, it's just, you know, I think it's normal until you recognize that, that it's not. And I think in certain ways, I think we all have our own different stories right. of recognizing when it was a little different for me, I have a particular moment in kindergarten. Yeah. And I okay. think it's just cause when I, that's when I started school, I was around other kids, their parents were not deaf and they were not signing and they were not having their doorbell light go on and off when someone was ringing the doorbell or right. their phone. Right. Same thing. So, so you felt yeah. like it was when you were in kindergarten. Yes. Definitely. Just show, was, going, did something happen? I had a dream that I think reflected my awareness that my parents were different. Not in a bad, you know, not in a negative way, just different, right? Like an actual dream? I had a dream what? and it was, uh, it was just a unique, <laughs> we were talking about this dream last night. Um, it was just a dream that, you know, I was at my, at my parents' house and there was a moment where I was calling for help for my mom yeah. and I was scared yeah. and she just had her back against me and was just drinking her coffee. And never, and never turned around. And that's when I think I realized, oh, she can't hear me. And yeah. this is different. Yeah. Wow. So I don't have a moment where I really remember, like, recognizing that my parents were different necessarily. Like, it it just kind of feels like I always knew that. Mm-hmm. But there were, like, there's a time in elementary school where I remember feeling like, these two kids were doing something that I perceived as making fun of sign language and it being like crushing for me really and going to my teacher and saying like, this is what's happening. And I, so it, I, I already knew before then that my parents were different, but it didn't feel like a bad thing necessarily yes. until that moment when it felt like I'm being made fun of for this, oh whether gosh. they were really making fun of sign language or me, I really don't know. But that was what it felt like in that moment. And that's the first time I remember feeling like I was being made fun of, made fun of, or looked down upon. Yeah. I didn't realize this was something that was worth making fun of. Right. And it's not, but it's like for a child. Wow. Or just noticing that you're different. Yeah. 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 I don't, and and I'm the youngest of the three. There's three of us, and I'm the youngest. And I just, I was telling them, I think I've just always known. Maybe just being the youngest, having an older sister that would kind of help take yes. care or not take care. I don't want to, I don't want to make it sound like my parents didn't take care. Of course yeah. they did a wonderful job, but having that additional person who was, you know, talking for my parents sometimes. And yes. and I, I saw that. So I think I always just knew we were different, uh-huh. but I did have the same experience where I was uh, at school made fun of. Um, oh. And I, and I, I just, it was kind of that same thing. Like, why would someone make fun of this? I don't understand. That's, yeah. These are just my parents. It didn't seem like there was anything yeah. wrong with them. Right. That needed to be made fun of. Right. So, yeah. Kids are kids, you know? Right. Yeah, and of you, course. It's the way it goes, but it just makes me sad to, you know. Okay. Firstborn. And I think there's other things about birth order that we can discuss as well that can apply to a lot of different things. But you were the firstborn. Mm-hmm which has a lot of pressures in general. Absolutely. Did you feel this pressure to kind of take care and make things work? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but not because my parents forced it. No. I think yes. it, right. to your point, it's that natural firstborn mindset mm-hmm. type A. Type mm-hmm. a and, but absolutely, I felt, and I still feel, like I, I will say this isn't necessarily a child feeling. This is really... 
my life. I, we, not I, we are our parents' ears uh-huh. and there is responsibility to yeah. that. And whether they, they recognize it or not, we're always listening out for our parents. We're always interpreting. We are always, um, we're just watching out for them, yeah. right? Whether it's, mm-hmm. whether it's, it's the tornado sirens on a bad stormy day, like today. And you're like texting, like, did you guys, are you watching the news? Are, are you aware? Cause they can't hear sirens. So yes. it's little things like that, that yeah. shortly after I graduated from college, like my first year of teaching, um, and I was living at home with my parents, there was a bad storm in the middle of the night and, Adelina's house was like directly west of my parents' house. Mm-hmm. And she called me in the middle of the night. I'm, it's like three in the morning. And she's like, there's a tornado warning. Y'all all need to get in the bathroom. Yeah. It's coming for you. It's just gone through here. Yeah, And so I'm like, okay, it's three in the morning. <laughs> and I'm going and like waking my parents up like, yeah. hey, there's a storm. Yeah. There's a tornado warning, you know. So yeah. things like that, that even as adults, like. That's a very you clear memory yeah, every them. time. Right. It's like, yes. you're like, okay, is my family okay? Are we good? Okay. And then it's like, there's always that extension that you never, and I think any of us have that, right? Deaf parents are not, you're always concerned about your yes. own parents and your own family, but there's that like recognizing they're missing a sense that, yes. that is um, part of our everyday life that we, we need, you know, yeah. to thrive on. So, but I'll say even as a child, like the simple things of at a restaurant, I'm like, okay, she'll take a tight coat, (laughs) you know, and like literally ordering the whole five of us family meal, you know, every time or we're at the the store and it's like the lady's like, it'll be $16 and 77 cents. Mommy, it'll be $16 and 77 cents. So when you were little, like you were, you were doing that when you were all the time, right? I mean, going through the drive-thru at a fast food restaurant and climbing climbing over. To be able to speak to the Because remember, this is like a different time where, you know, the windows and the van only just popped open in the back. It wasn't like you could order from the back seat like you can now, you know? Yeah, calling up front, calling up front and ordering. I mean, and even just like, you know, notes that my mom and dad would write as, and this sounds silly, but they would write notes and they're, and the way they, the way they communicate in sign language is truly its own language to where they they can even write differently, right? Because okay. of the way our sign language teacher can say all the <laughs> Monica, all the, Monica's a Monica's sign language ASL, teacher. so she yeah. could tell explain all the classifiers and all that. But you know, even like proofreading and, and helping them if they were to send an important letter, you know, uh-huh. to somebody and making sure that it was written grammatically correct. So just always, but I think we are truly, as a we all are their ears. And I think at being the oldest, uh-huh. there's a sense of responsibility that is maybe even more so. And right. The worry wart. I mean, I'm all the. <laughs> all well, the I mean, and, and you just, you always did take care of things, you know, you just did. And again, we don't, not that our parents couldn't, it was just that additional helping out. It's like, and, and I think anybody that has, you know, cause I do teach sign language and I do have a very diverse group of students. Yeah. And, um, just to be clear, I teach it as like a foreign language credit, not a, I'm not teaching deaf children. I teach American sign language at a high school where they're taking it for a credit. But 
you know, I say it's no different than my kiddos whose parents speak a different language and don't speak English. Exactly. They're going to step in and help just like we step in and help. It's the same thing. Right. Yeah. And really, I would, I would compare that to anyone. And yes. a lot of my students are like, yeah, yeah, of course. That's yeah. exactly what you would do. Not that, not that their parents expected it of them, but just, that's just what you that's do what you when do. you know the language and you can communicate right. for your parents. You're and when the child becomes the go-between, it's not because the parents aren't bright or right. capable. Right. Right. It's right. they just... It's easier, yeah. Yeah. Did you have to, like, did y'all have to navigate between your parents and your teachers growing up? I don't feel like there was a lot of that, really. Yeah, I don't... I don't recall. I don't, I don't I feel like my mom was of, always up at Big Springs. Yeah. My, yeah. So. If they had questions, they would just go up there and just right. ask them and like write yes. it down and communicate that way. Our our parents are very um they're go-getters themselves. Yes. And so if they have a if they have a question, they will figure out yes. how to get it answered, you know. They always tell us, we live without you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, they were we, around 30 we, years before we, we were we around. We did live without you. <laughs> we survived, actually. Yeah. That is so true. Yes. Yeah. Like, yes. They, they figured it out. They They're did. resourceful, yeah. sharp people. Right, right. What were ways that your community, you know, growing up, you feel like supported y'all? Our, like our deaf community or the community in our schools? I think about your schools. I think about the neighborhoods. Like maybe your deaf community. Like I think what, there's two communities. We yeah. Go let's right. go yeah. both. Let's talk. Let's talk deaf community first. I think the deaf community is our foundation. Right. Yeah, okay. I agree. So I think foundation and connection and understanding, mm-hmm. it's home base. It's, mm, yeah. we all get it. So I think that's the root of who we are. Uh-huh. Um, and I think the community that we grew into, you know, making our own friends and being around family members of, of friends that were not deaf, then I think there's a level of support and that comes in through that. But I think the deaf community is our rock. And yeah. Mm-hmm. It's who, it's who we are at, uh-huh. at the core of our Yeah. Hearts. And we had so much fun. I mean, we just mm-hmm. had, we were we always. and stuff like that, right? Man, and oh, you yeah. know, you would just imagine like, I mean, and I'm a very loud person and <laughs> we like, I didn't know I was loud, you know, and I have to remember, I'm like, when you're a kid, your parents are training you in certain situations to shh, shh, be quiet, yeah. be quiet. And it's like, I didn't learn that ever. No one was told me to be quiet. So with all of our, with all of our friends whose parents were deaf, I mean, it was just like, wow, loud, loud, very loud. Music was loud. Everything was loud. The assumption assumption is always that like, oh, it must be so quiet because they're deaf. No, no, no. It's three times louder because they're deaf. There's no volume control. And when you're a child, to Monica's point, it's just like, it's just loud and fun. And we are just, you know, we, our husbands are Really reaping the benefits of us. Oh, absolutely. Like, <laughs> that you know, is we don't sarcasm. know. We don't know. We don't know how to close our cabin door very well. It's like yes. slamming yeah. everything. Uh, Max, my husband's yeah. like, "Are, are you, you mad?" I've never noticed. That. Um, she might not be I, as bad I, as maybe we are. not as much. Um, I just think just naturally, I'm I'm quieter than the, they are uh-huh. in all yeah. of the ways. But I wouldn't say I'm like so quiet, like. Probably I close some things really loud that it's like, why are you slamming that? Or why is the dryer? I might be the biggest one where it's like, boom, slam the dryer. (laughs) And they'll be like, is everything okay? I'm like, yeah. It's like, it's a Sunday morning. Can you just let me sleep for just 20 extra minutes? I'm like, oh yeah, go ahead. 
<laughs> but I Why remember as a kid like, having sleepovers and stuff and people would spend the night and oh. it'd be like seven o'clock and mom would be like yeah. vacuuming. And I'm like, mom, that's loud at seven on we a Saturday morning and we're all asleep. Oh, yeah. And, you're and ironically, we stayed up late because no one could hear that we were still awake. And then, well, so. that's absolutely, I remember spending the night at y'all's house and being like, I mean, Every, it's so loud. Like it's loud. <laughs> we can be just, loud. Like, yeah. Fun and mm-hmm. like the TV's on loud, loud. Than ever in our house. <laughs> and like I yeah. and music. We would play music really loud. Like I just that's a distinct thing that I remember yeah. about y'all's house. There's like a joke. These two guys that are uh, Coda brothers. They're they've got like a YouTube channel and they're funny. Yeah. And they're talking about one time they roll up to church. Um. And they're like, you know, the parents are waving and the windows are down. It's a nice day. And the music's like blaring. And the yes. kids are in the back, like jamming they're out, and everyone's like, oh, yes. there goes that duck family. Oh <laughs> Listen that to that music great. too loud. The, the parents have no idea. The parents have no yeah. idea. <laughs> Can y'all think of things that just like your friends growing, like the friendships that you had growing up, like how that, they supported you guys or not really? Oh gosh, I think we had the best friends growing up. With our with our deaf community yeah, or, okay, or not deaf community. Not okay. You know, I just feel like my friends, it never no one even thought twice about my parents being deaf. I think yeah. everyone I think, embraced yeah. really well. And I if there were, you know, surely as a parent now, there's talks, right? People are visiting about, oh, each family and like getting to know them and now you, know, you mean now no, that you're a parent. Now that I'm a parent. Know. Okay. You know. Yes. But like as a kid, you don't know any of that kind of stuff. Um and I just feel very blessed yeah. that all of our friends, I mean, I know all of Sabrina's friends' parents, including you, your, your mm-hmm. mom and your dad and Monica's friends' parents and mine. And what a blessing that everyone had open arms. And, yeah. you know, there was no, um, there was no negativity, no, no judgment. None. It just was. And I think they probably, again, as a mom, you're looking back, they probably had a special, you know, angel wing around us, just knowing they wanted to protect us. A little yeah. more in a way. Yeah. Because well, they were helping support us. Well, and I think it also speaks to our parents too, because they were so friendly and warm with oh our friends, parents. Yeah. So I think there was always, you know, our, our mom especially is just one of the warmest oh, human beings on the planet. Absolutely. And so whenever we would make new friends and they would come over, you know, mom would, I think what people sometimes forget about deaf people is that, you know, cause hearing people that have never been around a deaf person, they go, well, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to sign. How do I, how do I communicate? Yeah. But what you have to remember is the deaf person has been communicating with hearing people their whole lives. They know how to communicate with you. So yeah. you don't have to worry as a hearing person talking to a deaf person because the deaf person knows what to do. And yeah. so my mom's always, I felt like done a really good job of making people feel comfortable. She is. And I don't, I don't even think that's a deaf thing. I think that's just her, who she is. That's just mm. how she is. But yeah. I think that that also helped translate with friendships, you know, yeah. just, she was just a kind, warm person. So sweet. Yeah. <laughs> but we had a great community. I mean, I think yeah. I'm looking at you, Ivy, right now. I know. Like just as foundation of our, of our growing up community. It's, right. A, it's been a blessing and, and mm-hmm. we're still, all of us are still close to all of our friends we grew up with yeah. and their families and, yeah. you know, so. Can you think about things, kind of, I guess it's like the flip side of that. Like when you, and I, we're not like citing specific people. It's not that, but like in general, what do you wish the world might know about this? Or like maybe where there was like a gap of support. If I were to have a wish, and this isn't to any one particular person, right? right? I right. think just in general, sometimes people 
don't open their hearts to get to know our parents hmm. in a way because they don't know how to communicate with them or they feel like they don't know how to communicate with them. And, you know, we know how special our parents are. Yeah. We know how amazing they are. And I do feel like sometimes relationships have been missed out on because maybe a person is holding up their guard hmm. and not wanting to mm-hmm. to do that. And I think when you fast forward a little bit, when each of us got married, you know, I remember specifically for me, like a criteria of mine because of that feeling of recognizing that sometimes people just don't get it, don't open their hearts to get to know who my mom and dad are. It was really important for me that my husband or my, you know, future husband yeah. would be someone that would be willing to sit and visit and know and learn and know sign language and speak to my parents without me being in the room. Yeah. I wanted, that was such an important factor. I wanted to be able to not be at my parents' house and the man I marry, just be able to have a nice conversation with my parents Mm -hmm. and I don't have to interpret for him. Mm -hmm. You know, I interpret for my parents all the time. We all do, but I don't want to interpret for my husband. Right. You know, and um, I think we all, three of us hit the jackpot on husbands and and their desires to know our parents Mm -hmm. for who they are. And it's a beautiful thing. And so I just feel very blessed, you know, Knowing that that was, a, I think, a piece that I, and I still see, you know, people don't maybe try to get to know them because they just don't know how, you know. And yeah, it's a fear thing, maybe? I think it's a fear, fear thing, yeah. I'm, I'm sure. Or just like, just, they just don't know how to communicate. So if you don't know how to communicate mm-hmm. that basic thing, that basic need that we all have, I think it just kind of makes you go, maybe I just shouldn't say anything because mm-hmm. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Right. Mm-hmm. I will yeah. say that kind of with, you know, just because you did bring it up and this is something you talked about. One of the biggest things that I feel like, to my benefit is the fact that we did just going back to what we said earlier about knowing you were different, Mm. knowing we were different. Our parents were always very, very good about we're all the same though. Like we're all, I just have very clear memories of my mom saying we're all God's, God's children. We're all brothers and sisters in Christ. I mean, I, I knew that. And so with everything that we've seen in recent years that has been brought to light that we've maybe have blinders to, just as a society that we've now learned so much about, I just, I'm very thankful that I never was taught anything. I just always saw everybody as my parents gave me that lesson of like, we're, yeah, we might be different, but really we're all the same on the inside. And that was a blessing that we grew up with that in my opinion. And the deaf culture, so different than other cultures that might be honed in on religious beliefs or Mm -hmm. the color of your skin or your economic status, whatever it may be, the deaf culture doesn't discriminate to, to anyone, right. In terms of your socioeconomic, your, you mean deafness in deafness, general, deafness, right. Correct. Deafness, but therefore the deaf culture, right. surrounds the deafness. And so growing up, we were always around all different walks of life and, yeah. and accepting, and accepting them. And yes. so I think when I look back to 2020, and what this the the social injustice that 2020 has brought to, yeah. to life for all of us, and when reflecting on how we feel and how yeah. we grew up, it's it's a blessing that we grew up loving. Yes, like we were around it in our deaf culture, and you found unity and camaraderie because yeah. of the deafness. Yeah. But I, then it's a very very <clears throat> diverse group from all different walks of life, and seeing the beauty in all of those different walks of life. And we share this common yeah. thing and seeing we're all just humans here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All God's right. children. Yeah. And it makes me wonder like, what does that mean? Like how, how could you apply that so that all people can take that principle of like, mm-hmm. what does it look like for a family 
to go, let's find something that we can be unified with other people on. And then you're around people of all different colors and all mm-hmm. different backgrounds, backgrounds and, right. and all of that. And you realize you're just a human too. Right. <laughs> right. Opinions and emotions. And that's really cool. Yeah. I n- never would have known that. Yeah. Do y'all still stay connected with the deaf community? We do. Like, we do. Last night. <laughs> yeah. Last night oh, we were, really? we were, um, we have an, a family annual like rib cook off and we were at our parents' house last night and they mm-hmm. invited a couple of friends over that we, I mean, we grew up with their daughter and their daughter came along and we hadn't seen her in a while, but we saw her and then another friend that we grew up with came over. So yeah, we still, and there's that common shared, like we have these experiences that we, you know, we each have our own friends that we're our friends because we went to school together and yeah. we have these, but these people are, they go beyond that. They're family mm-hmm. because we, we grew up with this shared experience yeah. that our other friends didn't have. Yeah. Right. And, you know, know, it just gave me joy seeing these codas coming into the house and like going straight to mom and dad and just visiting with mom and dad and those experiences like that makes me happy. And on that, my mom was talking, it was my best friend, Heather. She came over and my mom said something to her and I interpreted it. (laughs) And my best friend, Heather, who was also a coda was like, Hey, thanks for that. I, I didn't know what she was saying. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, like it was like, just, was, just, we had a good laugh. It's it. just, you just can't help it. You like just interpret for your mom it's and you a, forget that she's talking to someone that knows sign language. That is <laughs> the too. Right. Okay. Oh, okay. I want to go back to when you talked about your, well, your boyfriend at the time, but mm-hmm. who became your husband. Yes. Tell me practically like what it looked like for y'all's serious boyfriends <laughs> to get to know your parents. Did they take sign language classes? Aww. Like, what What did that? Um, I have some really incredible in-laws who, who did take sign language classes. <laughs> um, and therefore, I when they have conversations with my parents, I'm usually not around. And um, they do, they sign Because they them. have their, yeah, they can, they that can, they really, have, they have a, a base. They, they have, have a base. base. Yes. Um, and Aaron took some sign language classes. He didn't take a lot. He, his mom took more than he did. Um, Aaron's in the but he's listening. He's, he's actually YouTubing signs right now. <laughs> but he does. I, mean, I would say all of our husbands can all sign at some level. Right. You know, are they signing like we do? No, but we don't they expect them to. We don't expect them to. Exactly. So they all have some basis of sign language and being able to have those conversations and not need us. Did they ask your dad for permission? Oh yeah. They did. They all did. Yes. They practiced that over and over. Reed asked um, if he could marry himself. (laughs) (laughs) I did not know that. I said, you mean, <laughs> that is too it's, funny. It's the effort. It's right. the effort. Yes. I mean, if I'm being honest, my dad FaceTimes my husband more than he FaceTimes me. Really? Let's just be honest. Yes, yes, yes. Which, okay, that's another question. Do y'all mostly FaceTime or mostly text? Oh, uh, technology. We've been texting since before texting was a thing. That is yes. the truth. That is the truth. Like, you used to like eat, like from your cell phone, you could like email and I'd be like, I'm like, my friends be like, what are you doing? I'm like typing on this Nokia, oh, you know, the, in between yeah. playing snake, I was like texting, <laughs> but it was like, I was like, I'm like emailing my parents, but, but it was like really. this, but it like wasn't the, I have no idea how it worked, 
but it it would worked. Would he call them? It no, would be no, a text. It, it, it was texting, but it was okay. texting was not. But a no one thing. was texting. They had these little things wow. that looked like pagers. Okay. But um, so remember back to what a pager looked like. <laughs> that it flipped up and it had a little keyboard on was it. Was it a sidekick? Key, it was a sidekick. It was before it? the sidekick. Oh wow! Or it was a Motorola something. Okay. But it had a tiny keyboard with tiny little keys that you could just barely press and a little screen. The screen was like, I mean, it was tiny. Yeah. Was minuscule and oh. and so we would text it would we would send like it was like an email thing it had an email address but then it would go straight to this and they'd get it like a text and then they could respond to us and that so was incredible though, technology has for technology it has completely changed the yeah. whole way we communicate I mean when we were growing up if you if my sisters weren't home and I was at a friend's house and I was like ready to be picked up let's say I would yeah. call and if there was no answer I mean we didn't have an answering machine because I mean yeah, they didn't, they wouldn't hear it. And <laughs> so we would we, you know so we had this uh relay service and so I would call the relay service it would be an interpreter but not an interpreter someone who would like type so like I would I call remember. the relay, we would have a <laughs> yes, I do and then the service would call my parents, and then they would like it was like basically it was through Morse code. There was like you know text that would come on a screen that would scroll through TTY for anyone who had like a deaf grandpa when they were a kid, <laughs> they might remember that. And so that was how we communicated with our parents. But it was it was a whole to do. But we knew that no one was home from a sister's standpoint when we would call, and then our parents would purposely type on the TTY, and we would hear. Yeah, you would hear the first right, code. I'm going to hang up and I'm going to call back now the relay service. Right. Yes. So then I can visit and tell my mom that it's time to pick me up. Right. Come, yes. come pick me up. I'm, you know, but like just, you know, the doorbell would ring, the lights come on. The phone would ring, the lights come on. Different yeah. lights, though. Different lights. Because you yeah. have a baby monitor, there's lights. Lights. Everything is light sensitive. But technology has changed, obviously, for the better. And so, yes, we FaceTime. I would say our grand, our kids, their grandkids. Yes. That is when I think of FaceTime, it's. My, my parents FaceTiming my girls. We text a lot. Eight, I mean, just like everyone. Eight, right. A lot, lots of times during the day. But um, FaceTime will be if I need to talk about something important with my mom right. and or to see the, see the grandkids. Yeah. Your kids, do they just slip read? The, no, they, I mean, they do sign. They sign. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, I wish they signed a little more, but they're getting there. <laughs> well, you know, they're. They're young, or mine are still young. Mine are three and five, and they're learning, but they don't, okay. definitely don't have like, yeah, you know, they don't have it like I did when I was three right. or five. So, right. yeah. but they do also like, you know, they'll say if I say, go ask. They call our mom Chella. Yeah, go ask Chella for this. Well, how do I say that to her? Aww. They'll ask what signs they need to know. Yeah, to do that, and then go do it. They so. know that to get their attention, they have to go up to them and you know, tap yes. on their leg or, you know, they yes. know, they, they understand they're deaf and um, they do know they're deaf and they, they do know, know how to communicate. Yeah. They, they know what, they know how to get what they need. I mean, all kids know how to get what they need, right? They can figure it out. <laughs> yeah. So they figure it out with our parents too. Okay. What are things that you experience from your parents that you really appreciate? Ooh. I think our parents, because of their experiences and because, I mean, our dad, so he went to a deaf school, but at three, but that deaf school was like an hour away from our grandparents' house. Mm -hmm. So our grandparents would drop him off on Sunday at evening at yes. three years old. Yes. And he would live in a dorm all week. Three years. And yes. they would oh my that's heartbreaking. Until the day she died, still talked about how it broke her heart to take him. But For how long? 
Monday to Friday. Monday to but, Friday. But from age three to what? Graduation. Graduation. Oh. And oh. so I think because of that, our parents, they just have a lot of initiative and like uh-huh. a lot of, you know, they, they don't sit and wait for things to come to them. They if they need something, yeah. go, go get it. Yeah. And, um, and they're so independent. I think that they're very independent. Mm-hmm. And so I think that they taught us to be like, like you do this yourself and you be independent and you do what yeah. you need to do. And, you know, that was like going off to college was not that it's not expected for a lot of people, but it was like, you can yeah, you can do this yeah. because well, they did it when they were little. Yeah. Right. So makes and it. And her mom lived away too when mm-hmm. she was starting at 13. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. I think the independence absolutely is something that, you know, and just like leadership roles are both of our parents were always in leadership roles. Mm-hmm. And I think that helped us just watching our parents. I think all three of us have leadership qualities too. And so yeah. I think that that really helped. Um, I know pers- for me personally, I, like I said, I teach American sign language. So I literally, my livelihood is because my parents are deaf, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And even, even before I, I actually majored in English. And the reason I did that to go with what Adelina was saying earlier about editing notes if they, you know, they would write it out and I would actually just write like, here, let me just write this for you. And then you just <laughs> rewrite it in your, yes. and I got really good at grammar and knowing how things were supposed to be. Yeah. So I ended up majoring in English. So I feel like even if I didn't teach sign language, I was still really good at English because oh, of yeah. them being deaf. So, yeah. um, that's something that forever is going to be with me. I think, um, to add to Monica's comment about the leadership piece, we've really seen our parents, specifically our dad, just just kind of thrive in the deaf community and leadership opportunities and really just shepherding others, whether it was the bowling association or the deaf yeah. club, there was a thing called the deaf club. Yeah. We grew up going to that. It's not uh, like, it's not a club, but it's, it's not like that. Yeah. But it, was, it was a home base building that allowed fellowship, you know, for the deaf community throughout yeah. the week. Um, and so I think that to Monica's point instills us a lot, but I also think just, you know, because I was having to be their ears like my sisters and having to speak for them. Yeah. I think it just allowed me to have the confidence to just meet people and talk yes. to people and not be scared. And so yes. I think there's a, because of how I grew up, there's a piece of me that makes sense in terms of what my career choice is and how it's just building the relationships and talking to others all the time and wanting yeah. to, and I think it really gave us all a foundation of empathy too. You know, mm-hmm. and so yeah. I think, you know, on those, what's it, the strength finders or yeah. empathy yeah. was my number one. And wow. then I'm like, well, that's probably because of how I grew up and the yeah. way we just love everybody for who they are. Yeah. And, and one of my top ones is, um, inclusion, like including people. And I'm like, I feel like that's because we were exactly. always wanting, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I, Adelina has, um, always been a great leader. And I think that it's, you just, you watch Adelina and how she communicates. I mean, I think all of us do a great job communicating with people, but when you watch Adelina, she really does a great job. And it's like, you can see those skills were being formed when she was a child. I know. Mm-hmm. Well, it does feel like all of your professions are very much because you had this experience. Mm-hmm. You like y'all are all three very successful, like have, I feel like helper professions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I teach at an elementary school and, um, I now do 
intervention support for students. Mm -hmm. And I think though, I always Mm -hmm. saw potential. I think there's a lot of times there's an assumption that because somebody is deaf or may have some other sort of disability, that then they may not have intelligence. Yeah. And, and that's just not true in many, many cases. And so I think in those kinds of things that like, I can see this may be something that others see as that would be classified as a disability, but it doesn't mean it has to hold you back from reaching your potential. Yeah. And I think we all see that in people and see that like, yeah, some might think that this is might hold you back, but it doesn't have to. Right. Right. Well, our parents were never victims. No, never. never, never, never. I've never felt like they never wanted anybody to feel sorry for them for being deaf. They're like, Oh gosh, trust me, I'm fine. You know? And so that was always again instilled in us. Like we're not victims. We're not victims at all. We are, we have been given this life. These were the cards we were dealt. We were dealt with, we were given deaf parents for a reason. And it's, been great, you know. Yeah. I mean, it taught us these like these lessons that we now have, and we and we use. Yeah. So you they you wouldn't say they're frustrated. No, but it's like this is. No. I, I, yeah. I I feel like so many times, mom just always said to me, like, "This is this is how God made me." Yeah. Right? This is how I'm supposed to be. This is how God made me. Now, does that mean that there aren't frustrating situations? Sure, but there are for everybody, right? And no matter right. what your life circumstances right. are. And, but no, that I wouldn't say that there's ever been like frustration simply because they're deaf. Yeah. And that like, that yeah. was, you the know, way God made her. That's the way God she made her. Accepted that. And it's like, okay. Yeah. That's just who she is. Yeah. That's just who they are. Yeah. In fact, I can't imagine what it would be like to have parents that could hear. It'd be weird. It'd be weird. (laughs) And when people say, gosh, well, what was that like? I'm like, I don't know. I mean, it was like normal. I don't know. That's the thing. It's all I've ever known. So it's it's been pretty cool. I know. know? We get some funny questions. And just, in fact, last week I got asked a question by a coworker that I haven't been asked in a while. So can your parents drive? And I'm like, of course they can drive. (laughs) You know, or um, just random. (laughs) It's funny. Like. It's not like no one's trying to be rude. It's no. just like they literally don't have a frame of reference. Yeah, they I don't, don't. I mean, right? I'm like, yeah, I didn't even think. If about you don't have a frame of reference, if you've never yes. met a deaf person, why would you know if they yeah, could drive? Exactly. Exactly. Or exactly. lived with a deaf person, like, right? You know, right. You being around your parents, you would never like. I honestly forget that they're deaf because they're so. To me, they're so engaging right. easy to to me they're easy to communicate with and right. I'm like I don't know how you are reading my lips so perfectly <laughs> and can like we can talk you know what I yeah. mean it's so it's like I don't even think about it anymore right in fact there was this time when they were picking up your boys from first kids and I was just talking with them blah 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 no and a co-worker was there and was like what's like, what is how did, you, how did you do that? <laughs> I, I didn't know you knew something. <laughs> well, I'm not doing I mean, Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's Sabrina's parents and they're deaf. She's like, oh. Like, I didn't even, you know. Anyways. Yeah. Um, okay. I want to, is there anything else about, because I want to switch gears to y'all just being sisters. Talk one um, question about that. Is there anything else on your notes? No. no, no, no. Your parents. Yeah. No. Okay. So, y'all are sisters very close together in age. Mm-hmm. I want to hear about what you love about that. What was really fun about that? What is really fun about that? Your built-in best friend. I know. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. And it I don't know awesome. that I would have always said, oh, these are built-in best friends, but now, now y'all are best friends. Now. So, yes. Yeah. 
I mean, I feel like I've always been pretty close with both of you. <laughs> I wasn't the one that was fighting with you guys. That was y'all. <laughs> y'all, the two of you guys fought The middle we and the fought a big lot. sister fought a lot. And it not – a lot of it, I think, has to do with because Adelina is the firstborn and Adelina is – Adelina was always, like, mothering in a lot of ways. And I was like, I don't need to be mothered by you. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. so, um, you know, it was – I didn't always like when people would tell me, like, oh, you want me to do it? That? Okay, I'll do it a different way than what you told me how to yes. do it. So so I think a lot of times it was just because I didn't want to be told what how to I do. should do something or what yeah. to do. And, and Monica, you would just be like, oh, let's all be happy. Exactly. That's literally <laughs> yes. how it was. So just like, y'all stop fighting. Come on. Let's just watch this you know, full house together and <laughs> call it a day. I feel but like no. the fights never lasted long, though. We'd have a fight. Well, just like it, any sister. It was done. Yeah. That's you know. I, I will say I do think that our birth order, we are pretty stereotypical, like exactly what you would expect from the oldest, exactly what you would expect from the middle, and exactly what you would expect from the baby. Like, yeah. we're pretty much all that. So, but I don't, I don't know. I think that our sisterhood, I think that we, because our parents are deaf, we have this like unspoken bond that uh-huh. I think all sisters have bonds, all right. s- siblings have bonds, but there is something special about the fact that we all know that we've got these parents that we're looking out for without, yeah. without actually saying we're looking out for our parents type yeah. of thing. We've always been pretty close. Yeah. 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 What it, oh, go ahead. Oh, I'll say, I think what's so special too is the, the age proximity of the three of us. And then you look at our children and the age proximity of all the cousins. And so it's really sweet to see because between the three of us, there's seven nieces and nephews. I've got the three girls. Sabrina has two boys and Monica has two boys. And just seeing that is just a sweet, sweet gift. It's a blessing of the age proximity that Mm -hmm. we are. That's so true. And your kids are are the same age. Yeah. And then I have three girls. And so I I think I tend to look at my three. I'm like, Oh, was that like a Sabrina move when Georgia did something? Yeah, yeah. It is. Stella move, right. You know, right. It's like, cause it's like Monica, but it could be way off base, but it's fun to kind of play that game. Yes. <laughs> it is fun. That is fun. I do. I do it too with your yeah. girls. I'm like, yeah. this is why this is going to happen. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, when Georgia does this, I need to call Sabrina. Right. <laughs> I know. Yes. Yeah. That's really so sweet. It's fun. It's fun. What, what is hard about being close together, growing up? And y'all talked about arguing some, but like, is there, would you say there's hard things about three sisters close together? I think I would say it was harder than they would say it was. And a lot of that is because, so Adelina's two years older and Monica is one year younger. Yeah. And so y'all I. 11 months. Is it 11 months? How many? Just, we're just, just over, over a year. Over it's a like year. a year and two weeks. Okay. 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 She's July. I'm August of the next year. Okay, and um, I I never from the time I entered kindergarten, truthfully, until I graduated from college, was never in school alone. Oh, um, and and that was so I was always either Adelina's little sister mm-hmm. or Monica's big sister. <laughs> and <Whoops. laughs> um, uh, what, is that just because their personality? That, a lot of that is so because of their personalities. Yes. yes. A We're lot, just slamming those cabin doors. And just, <laughs> yeah. A lot of that is because of their personalities. But then there were, you know, there were times where it was like, but I have my own identity yeah. and I'm Sabrina, you know? Yes. So, um, 
Which that's a very middle child. It thing. is. It's a very middle is. child thing. We're like I said, we're very stereotypical. Yeah. Each so of those much roles. that like at my wedding, I found. <laughs> I found a wine label. It was Middle Sister Wines, and I was like, mm, "We're having that at the wedding. <laughs> yeah, we are serving that." Feel, yeah. So, um, you know, I I like it more now than uh-huh. I did as a kid, and I see the beauty in it now. But it, there were times where I was like, "I just want to be me." Yeah. Well, and you're growing up, and you're trying to figure out who you are in yes. general. And then when you keep being labeled as something that you feel like you aren't, it's like, ah, yeah, that right. gets old. Yes. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Man. Yeah. I just want to add one piece about my yes. I just want to add about the foundation of our aunts and uncles. Because I think Ooh, they get a shout yes. out. Okay. Yes. We need the shout I out. I think they get a shout out. Um so we both of our parents are the only deaf parents in, in both their, each of their families. Yeah. And uh, we talked about our grandparents earlier and how they all you know, they set up a, a home base of communication. Mm-hmm. It was so amazing how our grandparents did that, but also how their own siblings did too. And, you know, if I were to think if I had one of my sisters being deaf, as much as I protect my parents, I would would have that same mindset over Monica or Sabrina and protecting their heart and and making sure they were well set up. And and it's really neat to see as an adult looking at our aunts and uncles on both sides of the house, how they protected their sister Mm. or their brother. You know, we have a common we have a common goal with them in that, but it's really neat to see how they've been able to just let go and trust, but it's always, they're always wanting to take care, but yes. yet they can kind of pass that torch on, I think to us and and help, you know, yeah. carry, that, carry that across, but they, you know, they both have wonderful families and yeah, um, we're both blessed by all our the love that are, oh, Absolutely. we're so blessed yeah. by them. And so that's neat. That Where was your dad in the order? He He's the middle. middle. Okay. I mean, I just still can't believe that his mom yeah. took him. She, I know. He, you is know what's not? fascinating is he remembers what my grandpa was wearing when they turned around. Oh, I know. It's going to make you cry. He remembers what my grandpa was wearing when he turned around. And it was the hardest moment for both of my grandparents. But yet my dad said when he got there and he saw sign language for the first time, he said, this is where I'm supposed to be. Like, mm. this is how I communicate. And in living in a silent world and yeah. not ever being able to communicate yes. as a child, you know, you you think about what you do for your own children and how you want to make sure they're, they're heard mm. and that they've got the love and support. And he said it was exactly where he needed to be. He saw people signing and he thought, and he didn't know what it was called. He, he didn't knew, know what it was called. But he signing. knew it was his language. But he knew it was his language. Wow. It opened up the world for him. This yeah. is actually a very shared experience among deaf people as well. That going to school, your parents dropping you off at a young age, and the fact that they don't, the parents don't have sign language, then you're, it's not like you can explain. I mean, think about how hard it is to leave your kids and you can explain to them exactly where you're going, when you're going to be back, you know, all those things. And they didn't have any of that. It was just you're dropping them off and you can't explain why. That's a very yeah. shared experience for deaf people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother, bless her, she, like I said, till the day she died, she still would cry about the oh. fact that she had to leave him. But we always said, Grandma, you did it for the right reasons. Yeah. Like you did this to better your son, you know, and and what hard decisions both of our sets of grandparents had to make. You know, but then you look at all of us and you think you will do whatever you can and you're going to provide whatever tools you need to make sure your child yeah. has the success set up in front of them that yeah. they can achieve. And so, 
no different than what we are now, but those were some bigger decisions in terms of being away from your children. Right. Oh my goodness. And sacrifices that you had to make. On the day we filmed this, it was crazy raining, like a total downpour. We recorded at Sabrina's house and right before we were going to start, water began pouring in through a leak in their roof. I watched the sisters jump into action, like finding towels, throwing towels in the dryer, moving furniture, like doing all the things. And and like no discussion was needed. They just started moving, spurred into action, taking care of things. I thought for a second, like, oh, maybe they won't want to record this. I mean, today it's kind of crazy. But right when they got the water under control, they're like, okay, Ivy, let's go. Let's record. <laughs> they were undeterred by the challenge. And it didn't keep them from accomplishing what they set out to do. And for me, it was the perfect launch to start this conversation. Here's what I kept thinking about. On paper, one might say that having parents that are deaf would be a bad thing or really hard or hold you back. But after talking with the sisters, I'd say having parents that are deaf only enriched their lives. It gave them a depth of relationships with each other and with a diverse group of people. They formed incredible character. It provided them with this inner confidence. It allowed them to learn extraordinary resourcefulness. And their communication and people skills are pretty remarkable. You know, Jack and Grace had a limitation, a gap in their senses but they didn't let that define what they could do or what their family could do. I think they let God decide what they could do, where they could go, and what their family could do. And this is why the sisters flourished. What happens when we trust God with our limitations, when we let Him take those limitations and run with Him, they begin to have this potential to become one of the greatest things about us. And as parents, we all have things that we feel limited in or things that we're maybe not the best at. What if we gave those to God and said, okay, you run with them? That maybe those things, those limitations could have the potential to turn into something great. If you loved getting to hear from Adelina, Sabrina, and Monica, would you share this episode with family or friends that you think would be encouraged by it? I was so encouraged. I loved this conversation so much. And also, if you are on Instagram and Facebook, follow us there. I'd love to connect with you. Y'all, thank you for listening, and I will talk to you next time.